And welcome to episode 23 of the Down Under Thundercast, a podcast where we talk about podcasts and our recurrent events. We practice the art of talking complete and utter bullshit as a dog outside barks. I'm your host, Jay, obviously, and welcome to episode 23. So I'm going to start off really, really simply and tell you a story. I shouldn't be actually doing this podcast today. I shouldn't be at home today. And this wasn't on my my run sheet for today, but I thought, fuck it, why not? Let you in. So in Melbourne on Friday, the Victorian government decided to institute a five-day stage four lockdown. At the time of this stage four lockdown, I was four hours away in a small rural outback town visiting my partner for our anniversary. I had left work at five o'clock in the morning. I was on a train at six o'clock in the morning. I spent four hours on a train and I arrived at about one-ish. I then got a phone call telling me what was happening. And I was given a very tough choice with not a lot of time to make a choice. I had an hour until the last train left to come back to Melbourne. And we had no idea what was happening. Everyone was confused. I was tired, I hadn't eaten. All I wanted to do was go to sleep. I had, at that point, I had been up for about 22 hours. Um, I asked for advice from some trusted people in my life, my mother, my mother-in-law. I even called my work and asked them what they wanted me to do. And no one could give me a decisive answer of what to fucking do. Not knowing what was gonna happen, I unfortunately hopped on a bus, a coach, then a train, and came home. Halfway through this trip, I realized I could have stayed. Because while I couldn't go there, I could come home. So I missed Valentine's Day with my partner, and I missed our four-year anniversary. So you can imagine how my partner feels right now about me. Um... Yeah, so that's the mood I'm in. I'm tired. I'm a little bit sleep deprived. I'm in the doghouse, as we say. Um, and yeah, so that's my story. I was At the end of the day, I had been up for about 32 hours. I woke up Friday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I went to bed. 9.30 on a Friday night. Yes. So I had a great day and it sucks because I'd rather, you know, as much as I love doing this podcast, I'd rather not be doing this podcast right now. But regardless, we're here and we're going to get into it. So there's a lot of things that have happened this week. A lot of them personally, I don't give a fuck about because I'm in one of those moods today. But um, just to recap, Tom Brady won his seventh ring. He absolutely gave Patrick Mahomes a hiding, or as I've written him down here, Patrick Mahomes. Um, the game didn't go any way how I thought it would and how most people thought it was going to go. Yeah. The Bucks played amazing defense. They shut that shit down and just bullied Patrick all game. So, well done to Tom Brady. A lot of people are calling him the greatest 
he's the goat of all goats. Um, I think it's fair to say that's not entirely true because it's really hard to compare sports. You could make the case that he's the greatest American athlete of all time. And I think you'd find a lot of people hard-pressed to disagree with that. I, you know, I still think Jordan was better, and a lot of those rings that he has are very contentious. And I don't mean Jordan's, although there are maybe one or two that he does have that are a bit contentious. But Brady's got at least three. From Deflategate to Spygate to Gaygate, it's all a little bit. But he still got there 10 times and he won seven. Which, as much as I love LeBron James, LeBron James has been there 10 times and won four. Numbers don't lie. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's all the sports news for today. In other news, Little Nas got breast implants. Yes. I don't care if there's dead air, just, just bring that in. Apparently he got breast implants. I don't know if it was a Photoshop or what, but from what I saw, they looked like titties. And a big set of titties at that. What I do know for sure is that a rapper called Little Uzi got a diamond implanted in his forehead. Very similar to how Rick and Morty, um, after that episode of Rick and Morty, where Morty gets that diamond put in his head to see the, see the future he wants with the chick he wanted to bang. So it's all week it's been, oh, I must do as the diamond commands. So yeah. Uh, I don't listen. I don't listen to a lot of new age rap. Like I like um, Kendrick. Drake's okay. But for the most part, it's not really my thing. Oh, yeah, as with the just go to back to Super Bowl, I saw some of the ads. None of them were overly interesting. The Tommy Pope one was pretty funny. And the Super Bowl drew the lowest rating it did in 10 years. So no one watched it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the contentious story today. The Big Coney. Now, I think I've mentioned here before that I'm a pretty big Mandalorian fan. I don't watch a lot of TV. I went out of my way to watch that. I was thoroughly, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Gino Carano said some things. How do I put this? Well, she said some things back in fucking December, like, you know, like, not December, November, you know, about pronouns and, and that kind of jazz. I didn't pay that much attention to it. Um, so, yeah, she said some things. <clears throat> and apparently Disney had was originally going to make a spin-off TV show with her as the star um, in November, December. And after everything she said, they put that on hold and essentially they've been looking for an excuse to fire her for the last three months. Well, guess what? They've fucking found one. So apparently 
this week, Gina Carano compared being a Republican to being a Jew during the Nazi, you know, the Nazi reign. I don't have the post here, but you can go and find it. Essentially, she says when the Nazis took over, they didn't start fucking up Jews. They had the neighbors, they turned the people against one another. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Jewish people took high offense to this because they felt that this was, um, what's the word when you fucking, uh, I can't remember, oh, I'm losing my mind today. She felt like this was offensive to Jews. A lot of people felt like this was offensive to Jews. Here's the thing, and I'm going to take the side of the unliked opinion, which I seem to be doing a lot lately. She wasn't comparing Republicans to Jewish people. She was saying as when a dictatorship takes over, they turn the people against one another first. You have neighbours attack neighbours, brothers attack brothers, family turn on each other. That's what she was saying. And to a certain point, she is correct. And that's in her mind and to a lot of people's minds, that's what cancer culture is. Um... What was I going with that? And yeah, and she proved the point. They cancelled her. She's not on the Mandalorian anymore. She's done. And she'll be doing movies with a 65-year-old Bruce Willis and fucking Dean Kane that are straight-to-DVD movies from now. And listen, well, I don't think it's fair that she's been cancelled. And I don't think, I think they will, everyone was looking for an excuse. They were looking for it. I also understand you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's just, you know, the crux of it. That's what you do. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And you've also got to remember that Disney was founded by a Jewish person. No, that's not true. No, actually, the person who found Disney hated Jewish people. So I don't know why the fuck Disney cancelled it. That Walt Disney hated the fucking Jews. Where the fuck did I get the information that it was a Jewish man? Yeah. What I do know is that a lot of Hollywood is run by the Jewish elite. That I do know. And Disney is... The movie franchise, you know, is the movie makers at the moment. Marvel, Star Wars, any big franchise, Disney owns it. So, yeah. I feel sorry for Gina Carano, but she must have known the second she posted that, that that was going to happen. Maybe that's what she wanted. Maybe she was looking for a way out. Maybe she wanted to prove a point. Maybe in 20 years when they make a docker about Gina Carano, it'll be like, well, shit, they're wrong. And that's the thing. And that's what we all have to remember. We look, you know, especially with this woke culture. And there's, you know, when we get into the LJ, 
G Award. There's a few things to touch on that too. But there will be things in this world that we do today in 2021 that in 10 years, 20 years from now, will be looked down upon. Our kids will think we were racist. Our kids' kids will think we were xenophobic and bigoted and we were pieces of shit. That's just how times work. Our parents thought that their grandparents were pieces of shit. I think my parents are pieces of shit with some of their views. It's the way the world works. As time goes on, we learn more, we adapt, and we realize some of the things we've done in the past were probably wrong. So, while I feel bad for her, like I said, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And yeah, I didn't even mention it today. What is today? What is today? Today is Valentine's Day. I am recording this episode on the day of love. And I am alone. And I am not getting any fucking pussy. And that sucks. So, yeah. Anyway, let's get into the LJBG Award. The Lewis J. Gomez Award for Podcasts of the Week. These are in no particular order anymore because I can't separate them anymore. So I really... These are podcasts that you should listen to. If you want to, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you are already, because I pretty much promote the same handful of podcasts every week. So anyway, first up is a podcast that shows up in here once in a while, and that is Are You Garbage? With their guest, well, look at the name of the award, Louis J. Gomez, motherfucker, and don't forget the J. Um, it's a pretty short episode, it goes for... An hour or so. IUL Garbage also did an episode on Thursday that was called Stealing Things from the Mini Fridge. That was a good episode too. I'm really starting to enjoy the episode more and more, the, the shows more and more. But anyway, with this episode, you should check both out, but just for the sake of argument, this episode, um, they talk about sharing food with family and, girlfriend, and a girlfriend or a partner when you go out to a restaurant. Um, I used to have a thing about this. I used to hate this. I used to, you know, partners I've had in the past would go out to a nice restaurant and I would order a nice steak and they would be like, can I have a bit of your steak? And I'm like, well, fuck you, get your own steak. Um, I wasn't a big fan of sharing food. Over the years, I've mellowed out a bit in my age. I'm not as hard, I'm not as, I'm not such a cunt with it anymore. So I'll share a bit of steak and, you know, I'll get a bit of pasta or pizza or whatever my other partner's having. Um, yeah. I don't mind it as much anymore. But back in the day, I used to hate it. And then the other thing they talked about was ordering the same thing when you go to a restaurant as everyone else at the table. So this goes back to the sharing food thing. Not these days, nine times out of ten, if I go out, I get a steak or I get some chicken. And my partner will get, you know, some pork or, you know, a salad or something. And we'll share a little bit. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, you know, we'll mix the comp, we'll mix the flavors together. But again, soon, back in the day when I was younger, 
Uh, I was ordering pretty much the same thing everyone else ordered. Because I was like, oh, that looks nice. We should have that. And we'd have the same thing together. But we evolved. Going back to Gen Con Rana thing. Also, the IU Garbage released a board game. Which sold out in about an hour. I don't know how many copies they made. But by the time I went to buy it, it was gone. And it looks like a lot of fun. It's 50 questions to find out if your friends are pieces of shit or if they are classy individuals. So I would definitely be picking that up when it becomes available again. Next up is Stairwell Tour of the Real Arts Podcast. The Real Real Arts Podcast. Um, They talk about horror rap, which I have no idea what that is until it was explained to me that that is Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, these kind of, you know, these women that are like, you know, suck my pussy and fuck me hard. Not my type of music. I don't mind it. Like, it sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. Lewis seems to really enjoy it. And more power to the bloke. Um, ah, Yes. They talk about midget fetishes, and this is a fetish that I do actually have. I do enjoy the midgets. I fucking, you know, like, uh, what's the one that I like? Uh, Tiny Tixie. You know, uh, midgets are just fun. Like, what the fuck? What, what's wrong with liking midgets? But anyway, Zach found a midget on Instagram. Is the, the midget I've been looking for for two months. Saw her on a viral video, and I went, my God, that has got to be the cutest midget I have ever seen. And I was correct. I actually got an OnlyFans. I've been thoroughly enjoying it on Valentine's Day as I'm alone. So, yeah. I don't think, you know, I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people listening to this that are looking down on me because I like, you know, attractive midgets. And that's okay. I look down on me too. So, yeah. Um, and then there was a question of, you know, old school kids shows and movies that had sexual references or just adult references in general. Um, what is it? It's, it's that Disney movie with the bears. I can, I can't remember it, but the best example I can give is Pixar movies. So from the ages of, from the year of 20, 1998, nine till recently, there were a lot of adult themes in those cartoons, or those animated movies. A lot of innuendo, you know, and especially, you know, look at Miss, like, fucking Miss Incredible. Like, that bitch had a fucking ass on it. Uh, she was built thick. But here's the thing that I realized, you know, a while ago why they did this. Back when we used to go to movies, you know, that magical time when we used to go to the cinemas with our loved ones in the prehistoric age, you would go, you, you would take your child to a movie, you know, with your, you know, your wife or your baby mama or whatever the fuck, and you would watch the movie for the kid. Those are there for the adults that are watching this kid's movie and have no interest. You know, whether it's the, the joke that no, the, the kid's like, what does that mean? 
now and then they get it old you know they get it when they're older there's a lot of those in toy story toy story is a fucking key fucking example of that So yeah, Simpsons. Simpsons had so many fucking references like that, and that's a fucking kid show. You know? Um, well, you know, obviously Family Guy and American Dad's got it, because, well, it's Family Guy and American Dad. What else? Magic School Bus had them. Like that fucking female fucking bus driver, she was a kinky bitch. She she wanted all the fucking dick. Um, pretty sure cat dog had it. Hey Arnold had it. Yu-Gi-Oh had it. Pokemon had it. They all had little sexual and adult references in there, like. Fucking Brock from Pokemon. What do you think that guy was doing? We wanted to do with all those nurses. You think he just wanted to take one a nice dinner? He wanted to fuck them. So yeah, it's not something uncommon. I'm sure it'll be something that becomes less common in the coming coming years. Also, this is probably the episode where I've written the most notes about fucking podcasts. I've got a lot of time on my hands. On that rap, they also talk about the first time you busted a nut. I remember being... Would have been about 11. Like, you know, this is like the early 2000s, too. It's a different time. My fucking stepfather used to keep a lot of those fucking porno mags. Like, there used to be a stack of them in the bathroom. You know, and as a kid, like, you know, they're just looking there. What else am I going to fucking do with them? Like, you would never get away with that now. No, you would get in so much trouble if you just left that shit lying around. But, you know, had a look. And I remember, you know, that was probably about 11 or 12. I became, you know, curious and stuff. Remember the first time I busted a nut, I was, I was in the shower. And I was just, you know, so playing with myself, you know, as you do as a kid. And I would have been 12, so I don't think I had puberty. So I don't think I just had like a fucking orgasm. I was like, oh, fuck, what is this? And I was, we were living with, it was my stepdad, my mom and his parents. So it was like, you know, all these fucking adults in the house. And I'm in the shower for like fucking half an hour, 45 minutes. Just having... A fucking great deal of fun. They would have realized. Maybe they didn't realize. I was still young. I was only fucking. I was only fucking. Like 12. So yeah. I don't know. That was the first time I busted them up. And. They also talk about the first time you touched puss and boobs. Or pussy and boobs. Whichever you prefer. This I remember, and this is still to this day one of my fucking favorite stories. Because once again, as we talk about, like, you know, the world's changing. Had this happened these days, someone would be in fucking jail. And surprisingly, it wouldn't be fucking me. All right, so here's the story. 
I would have been 14 or 15, around that age. And I had a second cousin who would have been about 16, 17. She would have been two or three years older than me. Yeah. And she had a friend who would have been about 23. Now, I have to stress this. My second cousin wasn't exactly unattractive. Like, she had the chubby goth look going on. Lewis would have loved her. But the 23-year-old was disgusting. Looking back on it, on hindsight. They, she was fucking gross. You know, fat, had that fucking... Oh, what's the chick from the fucking nanny show? Fucking... Oh, you know, hang, that, that nosy, that nosily fucking voice. Hello. It sounded like that. And it's an Australian person, so it sounds disgusting. You know, fat, fucking hairy top lip. Like, just a disgusting gross woman. And I'm like, you know, I'm 15 at the time. I have to be 15. And we were all over watching a movie. I think we were watching a horror movie. And she, the, the, the 23-year-old fucking leaves the room. And fucking, and my cousin's like, do you want to make out? And I'm, and I'm like, once again, I'm fucking 23 years old, you know, like, and there's my, like my step, like my fucking second cousin, you know, it was a bit weird. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, and our parents are fucking two rooms away drinking and doing fucking drugs and shit. And I was like, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I don't know if that was a test. I still to this day think I could have had a threesome had I been a bit older and been cons- like aware of my surroundings. But anyway, I didn't. But anyway, the 23-year-old is like in the next room that's all pitch black. Like it's just dark. And she's like, hey, come here. And I'm like, okay. And she grabs me. And she's like, she pulls me closer and she sticks her fucking tongue that tastes like fucking an ashtray down my throat. And I'm like, okay. And even though I'm 15, this is like the first girl, like one of the first girls I've ever kissed, I'm still like a little bit grossed out because she was not attractive. Like she'd be a minus two if there was a scale. So anyway, she's sticking her tongue down my throat. She's essentially fucking, you know, molesting me. And she puts her hand and she puts it on her tit. And they were, you know, they were decent tits. Like they were like a C cup. Like she's a fat. She's a fat bitch, so, you know, they were decent titties. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. I don't mind this. It's not horrible. I wish she didn't look like this, but it's okay. And then she puts her hand and she puts it, like, in her pants. And it's just fucking bush. It's just fucking hair everywhere. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So, you know, like, I'll fucking rub on her a bit. She fucking, you know, jerks me off a bit. 
don't think I came. I may have came in. I may have came in my pants. Like I can't 100% guarantee I fucking didn't. And you know, and after that, like I fucking go home. And you know, like, and then I think we were like a fucking. I think we were in a relationship for like fucking two days. And I was like, and I remember going to school on Monday because people had obviously heard what had happened and shit. And I remember one of my mates came up to me and went, like, mad respect for pulling a 23-year-old, but fuck, she's ugly, bro. And I went, yeah, you're not wrong, are you? (laughs) You're not wrong. And then I, I never saw her again. Like, see, that's the thing. That would never happen in this day and age. That shit just wouldn't happen. If that happened this day, fucking people would be getting arrested and shit. You know? Um, so, yeah. That's the first time I touched boobs and puss. And somehow I was still a virgin until I was fucking 21. But that's another story for another day. And then they, uh, and then on a real last podcast, they talk about fucking in stairwells, hallways, and back alleys. Never fucked in a stairwell, never fucked in a hallway. I have fucked in a back alley though. <laughs> Which is not a great idea when you live in Melbourne. <coughs> so I met this chick on a fucking train. I would have been 20, 20, would have been 20. I met this chick and she was this cute little Italian girl, would have been like five, like five, two. You know, a bit chubby, but, like, I could have had some fun with her. So I, like, the next day, like, I, I talked to her and stuff, and I gave her my number. I was like, hey, let's hang out tomorrow. And we did. And, unfortunately, she brought a fucking fat, ugly, fucking Maori fucking friend with her. And I was like, this is fucked. I was thought we were going to hang out. And then it came to find out that this short little Greek girl had some serious fucking trauma. She was all fucked up in the head. To the point, and I knew she was fucked in the head when they fucking pulled out a fucking spray paint can and started fucking chroming right in front of me. I went, yeah, this is pretty fucked. Like, I was doing weed and shit, and I was having fun, but this was like, what the fuck? She's high. I'm not high. This is June in Melbourne, so it's like eight degrees at night. We hang out at the park. We hang out at the beach for a bit. And then, you know, they've got to leave. And then fucking, before she leaves, she's like, you know, she pulls me in the back alley, she pulls my pants down, and she sucks my dick. God, I wish it hadn't been fucking winter. Because <laughs> it was, it was a penis, man. It was a, it was a weenus. It was a penis. It was fucking shriveled, and it was cold, and it had, it wanted no part of this. Absolutely no part. So she sucked it for like 20 seconds. I'm like, it's fucking cold. I can't do anything next time. So yeah. So I have had sex in fucking alleyways and shit. And then they finish up with, would you fuck an ugly famous chick for the story? I'd fucking 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 ugly chick just for the story. I don't, she don't need to be famous. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And once again, it goes back to the thing. Any podcast on gas digital talks about fucking ugly chicks is funny. It's just funny. 
Yeah. And then we get into the first ever official episode one of the Bye Guys. With the female Colin Terrell, which I have, what I have dubbed the female Colin Terrell, with Katie Boyle. Starting to get fucking dark in this room. What the fuck? Fucking light doesn't work, you cocksucker. Hold on. Yeah, I've obviously, you know, when Lewis has been away and Real Life Podcast has turned into Bye Guys, I always listen because I find it highly interesting. And, you know, Zach Miko is just funny and Ian Finance is just there. Um, so, yeah. Um, they talk about, um, well, obviously, Zach's married to a preschool, preschool, primary school teacher. And I'm in a relationship with a teacher. And uh, he talks about teachers being wild sexually, and I can concur they are. <laughs> they fucks. Um, yeah, well, especially these days, like, you see all these fucking stunners, these fucking nines and tens of the teachers that end up fucking, like, the fucking 16-year-old fucking kid. Like, they're fucking kinky bitches, man. Like, they fucking... No, I'm not... First off... My girlfriend definitely doesn't fucking do that. Let's just nip that in the bud real fucking quick. She ain't doing that shit because I'll fucking murder her. But teachers, fuck, man. Teachers, fucking get it in. Um, Zach uh, also meant, uh, is correct in his statement, even though these um, the people on the show didn't agree. Fat people fuck, and they fuck mad hard. Um, my first girlfriend was a fucking pretty big chick, and all the kinky shit I ever fucking did, I did with her. That, I can fucking guarantee. You know, and then, you know, some of the other women I've dated, like, I fucking dated a fucking, well, even that chick who sucked my dick in the fucking alley, she wasn't exactly thin, she was chunky, she wasn't fat fat, but the rule is, the fatter a woman is... The more likely she's going to do some freaky shit. Like first fucking girlfriend, it was like I'm fucking fucking her in the ass, my hands reaching over, and I'm fucking playing with the clit and shit. Like I just did some kinky. It was fucking on balconies, fucking in cars, fucking everywhere. <laughs> that first relationship ruined me as a fucking individual. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> um, Zach talks about. Uh, never officially coming out as bisexual. He just started talking about it on podcasts and people would just accepted him. Which I thought was pretty cool. You know, a lot of people make a big song and dance out of it, you know. He didn't. He was just started talking about fucking dudes. So more power to him. And that's pretty much it. It was a short episode, but I found it highly entertaining. Um, and then we go to Legion of Skanks burying the hatchet. Um, they covered the Mateo situation, which we talked about last week, you know, with him being a little bit upset with some of the things said on the podcast. So, yeah. And they understood. They were pretty cool about it. They, you know, they they get it. 
and this is uh, we talked about it last week, but this is the conclusion of the real ass podcast versus the real ass podcast. And one of the guests had the fucking balls. And I mean that in the most positive way I can. The balls to hop on the fucking pod and talk to the boys. And I just thought that was fucking cool as shit. Like, you know, this bloke all day had been getting fucking doxxed and fucking just fucked up, you know, by fucking fans of Legion of Skanks. And the guy just hopped on and he, you know what? He was pretty fucking funny. He was really, he was pretty fucking funny and he was pretty cool. So what's the name of that? They, they obviously changed the name because they had to change the name or they'd be, still be getting death threats. Did I not write it down? Huh. I'm a piece of shit. I'm not going to write it down. That's right. We'll look into that. Um, uh, where is the name? Where is the name? There we go. It's Tony and Kev vs. The World. So go and check those boys out. I will be listening to the podcast later today. Um, and yeah, give them some love because they were really funny and they went into the belly of the beast and they fucking took it on head on. And at the same time, I'm a little bit fucking jealous because, you know, first off, fucking Bobby Hutch and Dave Smith follow him on Twitter now. It's like, fuck, I've been reviewing fucking every fucking show on Gas Digital for the last fucking three months. I bet you sent some love my way. Huh? I'll, I'll fucking rename this fucking podcast fucking Legion of Skanks. I'll, I'll talk to prostitutes about their fucking diseases. Or I'll call it fucking I am the problem. <laughs> there will be needs for There will be need for apologies. <laughs> oh, fuck. I could probably do this all day. But yeah, go and show them some love. And um, so yeah. And then... Um, this was before the Super Bowl. We find we come to the detention that Lewis absolutely knows nothing about football. Zero. No, nothing. Uh, no Europa. Which is not surprising. And here's the thing. There are people like Lewis in the world now. These guys that just... Like MMA. They're just like MMA. They're, their sport they follow is MMA. And a little bit of boxing, but mostly MMA. You know, I'm not too far off that. You know, I I follow basketball and I follow MMA. If I was, if you asked me what my two sports were, it'd be those two. Um, yeah, I can tell you a sport that Lewis definitely doesn't watch, and that's wrestling, because he went on a fucking tangent about it, and it was fucking hilarious. And we've obviously talked about it. I'm somewhat of a wrestling fan here. I've sort of tuned out recently. I you know keep in touch with it. I mostly just enjoy wrestling podcasts that don't talk about wrestling podcasts. No, don't talk about wrestling. Like fucking Wrestling Soup. Break the Apocalypse is technically a wrestling podcast. You know? I thoroughly enjoy podcasts that are wrestling based that don't talk about wrestling all that much. But, and I quote, because I have to quote this. If you watch WWE, you should legitimately kill yourselves. He wasn't kidding. This wasn't a joke. <laughs> he was being serious. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. Like, it, I don't know. I, I've, I've fucking... I posted that in a bunch of fucking 
wrestling or groups I'm in because I just wanted to fucking cause fucking a stir because, you know, wrestling groups are all about fucking getting fucking pissy about everything. And they all get upset when fucking Jim Cornette says something about their fucking, their Joshi fucking wrestling. But I really just wanted to fucking pose. And you know what? No one gave a fuck. Because they didn't give a fuck. It was hilarious. They, they make all these fucking song and dance about all this other bullshit. And I show them someone who says, you should legitimately die because of what you like. And they didn't give a fuck. But that's that's wrestling. So wrestling people for you. They want to get upset about what they want to get upset about. And yeah, that was pretty much the end of the plot. Um, while we're on the subject, uh, I did yesterday listen to the newest episode of Legion of Skanks, which was Closing Ceremonies, where they picked the winner of the Winter Olympics. Dun, dun. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the song. I do no justice to it. Um, it was uh, Paco, which he was a fucking... He was... Pretty sure he was the guy that admitted to being a fucking rapist. Like, I'm relatively sure he was. Yeah, so he won. Double D, apparently he's going to get his own podcast, which... That's some fucking bullshit. Um, so yeah, and there was a bunch of other stuff to talk. That was with Chrissy May and Dave Temple. So a racist and a black guy. It was very funny. I just I I didn't take notes, so I was just enjoying the podcast. And then we go to a podcast that isn't from Gas Digital. It's an Australian podcast, and you know, I am after all Australian, so I'd be remiss not to mention it. And that is Sam and Dom. No Rex this week. Thank fucking Christ. And they talk to journalist, social commentator from that shitty show on Channel 10. Uh, what's it called? The fucking... The Project. Uh, Steve Price. Um, once again, first thing I wrote down. No, no, no Rex Hunt. Yay. Um, it's probably the best episode I've listened to of that podcast because it wasn't just two old men yelling over each other and talking over each other and just nonsense. It was an actual 50-minute podcast where they made coherent sense and it was actually a little bit insightful. Obviously, it's got Sam Newman on it. They talked about cancel culture. They talked about the woke society and i use quotation marks there because i don't think that i think that quote woke to him is just anything he doesn't agree with that's just me yeah uh steve price talks about being sam newman and rex hunt rex hunt's um boss when they worked on radio and all the mischief that sam and fucking Rex got up to, especially Rex. Rex is just, he's a nut. He's, a, he's always been a nut. He's just more of a nut than usual because he's old and he's doing some really good drugs. I think one point he talks about Sam, Rex, and AFL great Ron Barassi being in the commentating booth talking about a footy game. And Rex points and goes, hey, Ron, what's that over there? That looks like weed. It looks like weeds, I should say. 
is what Ron says. I'm going to butcher this. And and Rex just spontaneously goes, did you ever smoke the marijuana when you were younger, Ron? And Ron, you know, just innocently goes, I may have had a cigarette or two when I was younger. For the next two months, every time Rex sees Ron Barassi, he talks about marijuana and about the time that he did marijuana. To the point where Ron Barassi goes, I've had enough of this. I'm fucking, I'm fucking walking out of the studio. This is bullshit. Because he was told repeatedly, do not mention this on the fucking radio. And that was another thing they brought up. And it's just, I've just remembered. They talked about, obviously, podcasting taking over from radio. Um, C. Price, who, you know, still fairly entrenched in the world of fucking radio, still believes that there is a place for radio. I disagree. I think radio is fucking dead. Um, like, I think there's still a place for radio podcasts. But I don't think you can have a world where fucking the two coincide. There'll always be radio. There'll always be something, you know, something to tune into. But you've seen, you've looked at the ratings. They're, they're, they're dropping off. No, less people listening to the radio now than they ever have. So make up your own opinion of what that means. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, Steve Price talks about um, fucking some of the big events that he covered when he was in radio. Princess Di's death, the Port Arthur shooting, things like that. And if you're an American, you have no idea what a fucking the Port Arthur shooting is. It was the one big shooting we ever had in Australia. I think a dozen people got fucking murdered by this one crazy dude with a gun. And after that, guess what we did? We took all our fucking guns away. Because that's what you do when someone fucking goes on a fucking killing spree. You fucks. I'm going to get fucking hate mail from some cunt later on. Be like, you ain't take my motherfucking guns. Who do you think you are take my guns? If there was any country in the world that, where you should have fucking guns, it's us. You know how many fucking things in this country kill us? You know, the snakes, the spiders, the fucking kangaroos. Like, there's so much fucking shit in this world that could kill us, in this fucking country that could kill us. We need guns. But you really, that cunt ruined it for us. So, yeah. And that was pretty much it. It was a very good book. And I have to give credit where it's true. I fucking knocked them last week, so I'm going to give them credit this week. And I better check how much time's left on the recording. Okay. I've got 10 minutes left on the recording. Let's see if we can get this done in less than an hour. Uh, Next up is Come Down with Indiana Loans. Um, I wrote down two things for this. Apparently, Australians add Y to everything. For example, Apo and Servo and Modelo. It's not Y, it's an O, but I can see why they think Y. And here's the other thing. I can't write notes for this show. For the simple fact is, 
It's just a bunch of funny fucking nonsense. Like, I'd love to write notes, but it's, I can't. I literally can't, because either A, I'm laughing and I'm pissing myself, or it's just random fucking nonsense. But it's funny, and I mean that in the nicest way. So yeah, check it out, but I, like I said, I can't review, I can't fucking talk about those fucking podcasts, because it's literally next to impossible. So yeah, and then we have The Myth of Sleeping Women, which is Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Um... <laughs> just fucking reading that makes me laugh so they talk about obviously you know one of shane and matt's best segments is the time they talk about love on the spectrum which was a australian reality tv show which covered autistic people finding love i never watched it i had never heard of it until the show so i listened to the podcast but apparently there is a second version of this show i don't know what it's called i really like to know but um, apparently they take a fucking bunch of autistic children to a ladyboy show. Yes, you heard that correctly. What a horrible yet funny thing to do. And one of the autistic children, bless his little heart, He's so excited to go and, and see the show. He's like, oh my God, we're going to, you know, we're going to see the, the lady boys or what he would have described as ladies. And the other guys are trying to tell him like, hey, listen, these, they're, you know, they're men and you, you can't talk sense to him because, well, you know. So he goes there and he's having a great old time. He's getting lap dances. He's, he's fucking, he's killing it. He's fucking loving it. And then he sees one of the lady boys take her makeup off and he, she, he realizes that a fucking <laughs> he realizes that that it's a fucking it's a man or it's a transgendered person and he gets super sad and bummed out and angry two minutes later he goes back into the the um like the fucking the, the place where they all are and he's immediately happy again because he completely forgotten about it bless the man bless the boy's heart <laughs> It's just fucking funny. I want to find that clip because it's fucking hilarious. I think it's on their Reddit. I have to check it out. Um, they talk about the audition phase of a relationship. Now, this is different to fucking the honeymoon stage of a relationship. It's different. I'll explain to you how it's different. The honeymoon phase is when you're both lovey-dovey and still blissfully ignorant to what life is going to fucking be. The audition phase is when usually with the bloke is still trying to make the best impression possible on the girly scene. He's not, you know, you know, pissing all over the toilet seat. He's not fucking farting in bed. He's not, you know, he's being super polite, super nice, you know. And then it gets to a point where you've been in a relationship long enough with this person where you can sort of start being yourself a little bit more. I know this. It's it's similar to the honeymoon stage, but. The honeymoon stage is when you're both really happy spending time to each other, and then somewhere down the track, you are less happy spending time with each other. This is usually somewhere between the fucking six to three month bracket. 
So if you ever notice that a couple's been together for a year and they're not too happy, they're um, it's called you know it's teething pains. It's you know struggles. Oh yeah, the week before this, um, they record this podcast. Shane did Molly. He enjoyed it, and that's all I'll say on that. And then, last one we have for this week, and that's a goodie. It's called Victim Blaming. The Real Last Podcast with Karen Feehan and Mark Random. This is the podcast where Lewis probably does the least amount of fucking talking on a podcast. Because it's Mark Random. And if you don't know who Mark Random is and you're listening to this, I wish I was you. I really wish I was. Mark Random is a comedian, and there there are slight quotation marks on that, um, who became prominent on fucking Legion of Skanks, because he just, you know, rocked up on the show one day, and he started, you know, doing shit. It's a clip on fucking YouTube, you know, Mark Random's first appearance. I think Mark Random put it up, and it is just a nonsense. And that's what Mark Random is. He's nonsense. It's funny because he's nonsense. Um, so, yeah. Lewis barely talks in this episode. Kieran Feehans and Mark does does most of the talking. I feel bad for fucking Feehans. I do. I feel really bad for that woman. So go give her some money on OnlyFans. It's worth it. She, she's a good sort. Or you could just join the Legion of Skanks Discord, where everything's fucking free. And there's just, yeah, you see fucking everything. Let's put it that way. Um, what have I written out? It's, I wrote down first, random is legitimately insane or autistic. Fucking probably. And then I wrote fucking... I genuinely feel bad for Kieran listening to this. <laughs> and then the last thing I wrote was, is fucking, is random being crazy a bit? I can't tell anymore. Those are the three things I wrote from this podcast. Because I don't talk about news topics and shit. It's just random being insane. And uh, to, to in his defense, the kid, like the second half of the episode is a lot better than the first half. I'll give you that. I will pay that. I think at one point he realized, I think VN said that she did fucking edibles before she did this pod. And he, he genuinely sounds, he sounded like bad. He felt, he was like, you know, I'm really sorry. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have acted that way. Because at the start of the pod, he's like, we're going to train that pussy and we're going to fucking, you know, teach you to respect yourself. And it was just fucking nonsense. And you could see that she's getting fucking pissy. She's getting fucking... She wants... She, she's tempted to fucking walk out the fucking studio. So, yeah. Um, Zach's not there, obviously. They have... Mark Random and Zach have a little bit of a disagreement. They don't like each other. And by that, I mean... Zach doesn't like fucking Mark Random. And like I said, Lewis barely talks on this episode. Which some of you will love. 
And that concludes the LJG Awards for this week. Probably one of the lengthier fucking versions I've done. I'm getting better. I'm taking fucking notes now. And, you know, I'm putting effort into this podcast. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to wrap things up. Fresh recording because I nearly ran out of time. That's the first time in about three months that's happened. Anyway, lastly, I want to touch on an award we did a couple of weeks ago that we're going to try and do again. And that is the I Haven't But You Should Award. These are podcasts that I simply haven't got around to that I have heard nothing but good things about and you should check out. There's two this week. It's fairly simple. The first one is the Joe Rogan Experience with Elon Musk. I haven't heard it, mostly because it's incredibly difficult at the moment to listen to Joe Rogan podcast because I have to go on Spotify and I fucking hate Spotify. I just don't like the fucking way it is. But I've heard that this is the best Elon Musk Joe Rogan appearance that he's done. And second is the Joe Rogan Experience MMA Hour with Francis Ngannou. I've listened to about half an hour of it. It's very good. The only problem is, obviously, Francis comes from... Fuck, I'm going to sound racist if I get this wrong. Shit. It's not Nigeria, because that's where fucking Assange from. Um, Cameroon. Thank you. There we go. Cameroon. Pretty sure it's Cameroon. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on that hill. Um, and then he moved to France, obviously. So, yeah. It's pretty good. It's very difficult to understand. It's a very... It's one of Rogan's more slow pots. But the story of Nganu is a beautiful story of coming from nothing to be one of the best heavyweights in the world. And having one of the best knockouts of all time. So definitely check it out. And there we go. And that's pretty much the end of the podcast. Um, Before we go, shout out to a pair of the DUT's podcasting friends. It's a name I came up yesterday for it. And that is Break the Apocalypse. They've done a great deal for me. And I appreciate them greatly. And also check out um, Jeff Lippin's podcast, um, Hammerlock Hangover. He also does another podcast called The Garden of Doom. Check that out too. Um, but Hammerlock Hangover this week, um, Jeff may have had a situation in a group he recently modded for, and he talks about what it is to run a wrestling group, um, the stresses that come with it, and all that kind of stuff. So check him out. Go and subscribe to those two guys. Um, they're friends of mine. They've helped me out a great deal. So yeah. And as always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a positive or negative review. It helps us out greatly. Um, you can find me on Twitter at downundercast7. I'm occasionally on there. But send us a message. Tell me you enjoyed the pod. And while we're, t- fuck, while we're talking about friends of the pod, be sure to check out the Alleged Wrestling Podcast too. I know Lewis said you should kill yourself if you listen to wrestling. You watch wrestling, but he didn't say anything about listening to wrestling podcasts. So check out those three guys. Follow me on Twitter, down under cast seven, yada yada yada. Um, leave a positive or negative review. Said that, um, and be sure to tell 
a friend, a family member, or the 23-year-old girl who fucking molested you when you were fucking 15. (laughs) That's all I got for today. Uh, As always, I bid you adieu, goodbye, and good night.